Howdy folks, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. This is also a spoiler podcast. Keep that in mind that the uh, stories that we're talking about, uh, that I'm talking about actually, uh, we'll be going into in some detail, um, the art and whatnot. The main topic for today's episode is uh, Samurai Parts 3 and 4, which first appeared in Usagi Ojimbo Volume 1, Issue 2 from Fanographics in September of 1987. Now, the main characters that we're going to be um, dealing with predominantly are Mayamoto Usagi and Kasuichi. That's our uh, main character, our protagonist, and his teacher. Also making an appearance is Genosuke, who is an associate of uh, Usagi's. Kenichi, who is a childhood friend and competitor of Usagi's, um, a rival of Usagi's, in, in many different ways, actually. Uh, we see a little bit more about uh, Lord Mafuni, and we'll, we'll go into that, and we see where Gunichi uh, plays a part in the story in Part 4, having been the onset of this whole story in Part 1. So the story opens, um, Usagi and Genosuke are continuing their uh, walk back to the town to report the duel that Usagi was just in. And Usagi has been relaying the story basically of his origin to Genosuke, which is partial explanation for why he had a duel with Gunichi and uh, ended up dispatching him in that duel. Uh, Usagi goes back to a, a point where he is uh, still under the tutelage of Katsuichi. And they're walking through the mountains one day. And they're discussing the um, the samurai's sword, his weapon. The uh, Usagi is, is running around very exuberantly as, as a young rabbit would, having just recently gained possession of his boken, uh, officially given to him by Katsuichi, and he's hacking and slashing and hitting things as, as children are wont to do with a with a sword. I mean, that's what you see him do in the movie, so they want to they wanna replicate that. However, Katsuichi is, is explaining that the samurai's sword is more than just a, a weapon, more than just a blade or a piece of metal. It's a reflection of him um, to the extent that it's a reflection of the samurai's soul. So in how he uses it and how he maintains his sword, it's a reflection of the samurai inside and how far along this path of discipleship the samurai actually is. The two of them um, are talking, but they are um, waylaid by several brigands. One of them is uh, the leader, probably, of the group, is, is one that Usagi recognizes as a brigand that his father ran out of their town, uh, his father being the magistrate. The brigand leader may not have recognized Usagi, but he does remember the situation. And so by that 
you know, by extension, he recognizes the um, the young lad and, and determines that he is, you know, definitely going to cause trouble for this young buck and, and this older um, lion character, which is Katsuichi. He's portrayed as a as an older lion with a very very long mane. So. To try to deflect them, Katsuichi hands them the lunch pack that they have as, as they were going to have lunch out while they were walking. In an attempt to uh, to sate them, here, you know, take this, now please leave us alone. Um, the, the brigands have none of it. They grab and consume the food, but they're still intent on uh, harassing these two. Uh, during their... Um, back and forth kind of, not really discussing, but just, eh, I guess, discussion for lack of a better word, back and forth. Um, Usagi informs them that this is Katsuichi, and he's a great teacher and a great swordsman, and he'll kick their butts and all this other stuff. Well, they decide to turn that against them, and they take a pickled plum that was in with the meal and they stick it to Usagi's nose right on the end of his nose and they tell uh, Katsuichi that he needs to cut the plum or they will kill Usagi so the uh, brigand leader gets behind Usagi and holds a sword to Usagi's throat and he's goading Katsuichi to try to cut the plum well finally um Katsuichi unsheathes his sword in a, in a very dramatic, um, swishing, artistic, arcing movement. Um, ends up killing the brigand behind Usagi. Um, Usagi is is very stunned, having just you know theoretically come that close to being killed. But more impressed are the brigands, which oddly enough have. No, they haven't multiplied. I'm sorry, they were all shown. There's, there's it, The entire party was five. So now there are four brigands whose leader has just been killed, and so they subsequently turn tail and run, which is the um, typical way bad guys are portrayed in the media, particularly if they're bullies, uh, in that if you defeat the main bully, uh, beat him, the others will kind of lose their backbone and they'll flee, which in this case is what happened. As they continue on their way, uh, Katsuichi is explaining that very concept to Usagi, and Usagi says, um, wow, you know, you, you even missed the plum, and as he's going to reach to pull the plum off his nose, uh, Katsuichi again unsheaths and slices the plum, but he doesn't slice the plum parallel. To Usagi's face. He slices the plum perpendicular to Usagi's face, and the two halves fall off. So, an even more impressive method of uh, uh, having the plum than, you know, what most of us would have thought. Uh, Usagi is uh, dutifully impressed. Uh, Jinosuke is impressed by the tale. The, he and Usagi have a little back-and-forth banter. Then they Continue. Usagi continues with the tale as they continue uh, moving on towards the town to report the duel. We've moved a little farther ahead. Usagi has been with his sensei 
a period of time now. I thought that it was... He said so, but in this particular instance he did not. But Usagi is, is looking much more like the rabbit he is now uh, as opposed to a smaller, younger rabbit. But um, Katsuichi has decided to enter Usagi into a tournament, a fencing tournament, sponsored by the Dogoro School, which is, if you remember back, the school that... Usagi and Kenichi were initially dispatched to go study at, so Kenichi went on and has become a pupil there. Usagi has been following the teachings of Katsuichi. Well, Katsuichi runs into a little bit of um, flack because he's a former member of the school, but tired of their methods, decided to strike off on his own. Not necessarily to teach people, but just he didn't want to be a part of that anymore, so... They, uh, the Dogoro school took umbrage at that, and because it's a tournament for fencing schools, initially they refuse him entrance into the competition because he doesn't have a school, and uh, besides that, he only has one student, so that means you know the one student would have to win every single battle as opposed to a school, which has various representatives. However, in, in going to speak to the organizer of the fencing tournament who is also the head of the Dogoro Academy Dogoro School Academy he um, allows Katsuichi to enter Usagi and when asked by his number one the um, owner of the academy uh, Genjiro explains to his uh, to, to his number one the chief instructor who is named Higashimori that because this contest is going to be in front of Lord Mafuni, he could not refuse anyone entrance. But even more important than that, by allowing Katsuichi entrance, he has the opportunity to completely humiliate the one pupil, and thus Katsuichi uh, by extension. So, And we see um, Lord Mafuni makes an entrance. He is a tiger with a top knot, his bodyguard is Gunichi. Doesn't speak or anything, but we see him pictured here. So there is the beginning of the connection between Lord Mafuni, Usagi, and Gunichi. So they uh, they announce the starting of the tournament, and we see that this is a... Um, that the Dogoro Academy is actually the Dogoro School of Bujutsu, which is the military arts, uh, another um, term given us by Mr. Sakai in this issue, as well as Sensei. And we learn that the winner of the contest will receive a Daisho, which is a set of swords. And we most frequently see that as the set that the samurai wears. Now the set is is two. It's a shorter. It's a longer sword and a shorter sword. The longer sword is typically a katana. The shorter sword is typically a wakazashi. We'll learn a little bit more about usagi's in particular uh, at, here at the end of the story. So they start the match, and in typical fashion, the teacher is talking to the student. You know, what did I tell you? What did I teach you? And Usagi is, is 
going through kind of a litany. Um, Samurai follows the code of Bushido, honor above all things. Um, Katsuichi prompts and. Uh, it's a technique in spiritual strength that counts winning as unimportant, good. And if you don't win, Usagi kind of smirks and looks at him. You'll beat me to a pulp. And Katsuichi kind of smiles in that, ah, oh, my training is done kind of manner. A little, little bit of humor there. So we see contest after contest. Uh, Usagi is defeating uh, his opponents, again, with the Boken. They're not using... You know, they're not out to kill anybody. They're just out to prove their uh, martial ability. Uh, Mufuni, Lord Mufuni, is is watching over the entire proceedings. But also we see that Usagi's friend Kenichi is also winning round after round after round, which in the end sets up a Kenichi-Usagi final. Kenichi is given the direction to hurt Usagi as much as possible physically, to which he quickly agrees because he's had issues with Usagi his whole life being a rival. So now we have panel after panel of them fighting, uh, fairly evenly matched, till finally Kenichi takes a wrong step, Usagi downs him, winning, ultimately, the tournament. Presenting the Daisho is Lord Mufuni himself. And we find that these two swords that are used as the prize also come with some, uh, some little bit of background themselves, as they have been named as well. So now we find that the wakazashi that Usagi carries is named Aoyagi, or Young Willow, translated. Um, the katana is named Yaginoida, which translates to Willow Branch. So there's a little, little bit more background into Usagi. I uh, Myself hadn't really seen a hint up to now that his swords were named, but that's kind of cool because that adds a little bit of, a little bit more mystique, to it. And so, with the winning of the tournament, that's the end of um, part four of Samurai. So um, we again saw the usage of the word sensei, but we also added. Daisho, Wakazashi, and Katana to our, uh, our our growing list of Japanese words that uh, that we're learning. Actually, as as we're reading the book, which you know, I don't know about you guys, but education is not necessarily the top thing on my mind when I'm reading a comic book. But it's kind of cool. I personally am fascinated with this culture and with the time period. So learning those those tidbits like that just gives me a better understanding. Next episode, uh, we'll be talking about Samurai Parts 5 and 6 as they were, as they appeared in Usagi Yojimbo Volume 1, Issue 3 from Fanographics in October of 1987. Um, not really any feedback that we've gotten since last episode. I do want to uh, thank some folks on Facebook for uh, 
finally having an opportunity to listen to the podcast and giving the podcast some props on Facebook. Um, this person is a is a pretty listened to comic book podcast person, so it kind of uh, was a a small pat on uh, on my back. I took it that he. Uh, said not only that he enjoyed it, but he recommended it to other folks that that may be interested in Usagi. So, uh, without going into names or anything, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. If you do want to send some feedback or, or send me an email, you can do so at Usagi Podcast. That's one word at gmail dot com. The website for the shows is the readerfeed dot com. I also post notice on Facebook on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo page when the episodes go live. If you are on G+, and you want to get notice of the episodes on G+, Google+, excuse me, uh, you can circle Edward Moore Jr., that is I, and uh, receive notice of when those podcasts go up, as well as the other podcast in the uh, Teal Productions family. Also, if you have an opportunity, please leave an iTunes review. It helps other folks find the podcast on iTunes and hopefully I'm doing an entertaining enough job that, that uh, you think that other people would be interested in the show as well. I do want to thank Mr. Derek Coward for his uh, technical help, his help in maintaining the Reader Feed website, giving me the opportunity to use that as the forum for the show, um, and just in general getting me interested in being on this side of uh, the microphone in comic book, in the, the comic book podcasting world I listened for many many years well not many many years it's not been around that long but several years I listened uh, and finally after listening to Derek and, and you know being around him and his shows and everything I finally decided that I would take the leap and kind of haven't looked back uh, I have three comic related podcasts and one non comic related podcast and I'm always having ideas for other comic book podcast topics, shows that aren't out there yet that I, I wish that I had the time to do. And actually, since I've been doing this, I, I'm uh, kicking around the idea of doing another podcast on a kind of related topic. Um, I don't really know if I'd have time for that, but it's really got me excited if I had the time to do it. Okay, guys, uh, thanks for listening in. Thanks for hanging on there for the past couple, almost three weeks, ran into some technical difficulties that made made podcasting a little diff, difficult, but uh, got those sorted out and should be ready to go and everything. Appreciate you listening in, and hopefully you'll uh, stick around for next time. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. This is a Teal Production.